0: Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali?
1: I am only a little classic. Com-
0: Sorry, man. Like, I don't know what the hell happened. I started losing my breath in the middle of giving the intro. <laughs> it, <laughs> it happens. Little, you know, it's all the partying I did New Year's Eve that uh, that caught up to me. What did you guys do? Did you party? I didn't party party that hard, but I did. I did party like Mm -hmm. I. uh, I had a few shots, had a few drinks. Um, I got home relatively early, like I got home around two a.m., which is early for New Year's Eve, right? Typically, Uh, I think
1: so. Yeah, I didn't get home till like three or four.
0: Ooh, V, you stayed out later than I did.
1: Oh wow! Yeah,
0: (laughs) my
2: what did you work V?
1: No, I didn't. Did actually, work? I was uh, I was at a party, and uh, I would think that they would. That yeah, that would well, be I night mean, night I work. was uh, there was other people working, so <laughs> yeah, I I did, which was nice. Mm-hmm. So I Got a chance to spend some time with friends I hadn't seen in a long time. I had to go down to uh, San Clemente, which is kind of this beach town in Orange in, County. You were in San Clemente too. Yeah, I was down there. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I was at a house party oh. in San Clemente. Yeah, so was I. Look at that. Maybe we were at the same party. We didn't notice because you took all those shots. Maybe
0: there was a bunch of like Afghan people there. You may have fit in, it would have worked.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, I showed up for the food.
0: (laughs) We did it, was uh sponsored by Amici's. We had a bunch of pizza and pasta, so you would have loved it.
1: Oh, I would have that's my maybe that's why I didn't show up because I would have shown up for the Afghan food and you would have gotten it. I wouldn't necessarily showed up for the Amici's. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I can get that anytime I want, you know, like I don't have my I don't have my uh you know, traditional Afghan food hookup and Ali's mom anymore because he moved. So I don't have any excuse to like hang around the family. Uh, so good. I can't really just be showing up for dinner and shit, you know?
0: <laughs> good point. Well, I mean, yeah. there are restaurants you could go to come down this way.
1: You know, it's not the same though. You know, it's like, I think I feel like the I got spoiled because, you know, I would hang out at, at his mom's house all the time and she would just feed me because that's I think that's the only way that she could really, Show that, you know, I was, uh, you know, that I was approved by the family.
0: Uh, by giving you food? So,
1: yeah. So, like, you know, and then it's like, it's the thing where it's like, you know, after you've eaten, like, a lot of home cooking, like, it's really hard to go to a restaurant and get that same feeling. No, no. It's not quite the same after that, right? Like, I can't go to, like, what is it, like chili chutney or whatever. and
2: hmm. Yeah. And the, and the restaurants always, yeah. always you know, there's a, there's food.
1: a, there's a X factor in, like, home cooking, right? That you can't get at, like, uh, at, you know, at a restaurant.
2: Yeah.
0: It's, it's made with more love. At home than it is at a restaurant even though it sounds yeah. cheesy but it's true like it's a yeah. a certain je ne sais quoi you know am i am i cultured for using french ali
1: damn it no
2: i tried man no that was it yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah did i, did I even bad. say
1: it right i mean probably the close. yeah yeah
2: oh. <laughs> no you said it right uh,
1: yeah what did you say do wrong people?
2: I uh, I went to a small uh, gathering, but I do what I I always do. I'm more reflective on New Year's Eve than anything else. I spend the year kind of re- spend the night reviewing what oh, I've done yeah. in the past Seen year. Seeing all the people
1: on your on your hit list, what, what, well, so you still need to deal with
2: what went well, uh, yeah. What didn't go well? What do I need to improve for the year? So I'm, it's a reflective night for me. But I did go out. I didn't stay out very late. I was I was home. Ah. Probably by 2 a.m. also. So, but that's usual for me. I usually don't stay out. That's that's later than I'm used to you staying out, to be honest. I stay out quite
0: late. I just don't stay out for New Year's Eve that late. Uh, and then when you said small party, for whatever reason, my mind went to you were about to say that you went to a soiree. Because I feel like that's
2: what you would call a party. I have called, called party soirees over. in the past. Yeah. This was an interesting one, though, because, I mean, it's the end of a decade. The end of an era, my friends. The end of an era. And not just a decade, but for us in particular, as millennials, it's the first decade that, the first full decade in which we were adults. Yeah, it's true. It's like the previous decade, we were adults in it, but we started that decade off, the 2000s, as yeah, kids, sure. right? Either yeah. in high school or middle school. <laughs> or elementary school, in my case. Oh shit, were you in elementary school? Yeah, I was in the fifth grade,
1: man. In 2000? Yeah. Oh, okay, you were just, yeah, so you were just yeah. getting...
2: Yeah, so whereas uh, from 2010 to 2020, this was the decade where we were adults.
1: Yeah, we, we were, were in our were 20s.
2: Officially, officially legal adults. Yeah, my whole 20s was in uh, the was 2010s, in, yeah. man. So 2010, so this is an, it's an, it has been an interesting 10 years. Uh, and I thought it'd be worthwhile to kind of reflect... Back and kind of think about it because people were, uh, on Twitter, they definitely were like, I started this decade off here and I'm ending it there. Of course, people were stupidly doing the, uh, the glow 10 up. year image thing, the glow up, right? baby. The glow up, which I think is mm. that's just pure, you're just giving in facial recognition technology.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just, oh God, you had to breathe. I'm this just in. saying,
2: okay. I'm just pointing it out. It's just, those trends are stupid because you're literally just feeding the database. But yeah, people were talking about it how they started the decade and where they ended it. It's it, it's interesting to see how much some people have changed and how much some people have not changed at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, you look like, oh yeah, yeah, a person's the exact same they were 10 years ago. Or I mean, you know, 9 years ago, whatever it was, right? Um and it it is fascinating because when you think about it, when we where we started off the decade.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jesus, we were kids. Yeah. I think it's it's uh, that that 10 year thing is different for us. I noticed this too on Facebook because like, you know, we were yeah. uh, 10 years ago, we were 22, 23, you know, and that was, you know, in the in early twenties for a lot of people, you know, they like to party their, their values are different. The things that they put importance in are different. And then now a lot of our friends the people we grew up with, you know, they're starting to have kids, you know, they're, they're full blown adults mm-hmm. now. So it's like, and then you yeah. see that you see the difference It's like, it's always it's a photo, you know, they have their, um, Seen queen hair or you know they're like at a bar they're putting up a weird shocker sign in their mm-hmm. hands or something stupid and then now it's like a photo like a wholesome photo with their kids or them in like a professional shot so it's like the the evolution of like of you kind of seeing where the priorities changed you know over over the past oh, 10 yeah. years and just and distilled in just these like two different photos yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, the 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 emo kids, yeah. right? Where they were ten years ago versus now. Now everyone has a beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas they didn't have a beard in 2010. Though I've got to say that the emo kids have come back. They just now are called e boys and e girls. Yeah, whatever. Sure, yeah. Uh, with 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 slightly different, like, their emo with a little bit more homeless of a look.
1: Yeah, they mixed in um, that crust punk. But thing it was interesting
2: because, when we were, yeah when we were. I mean, ten years ago, where were we?
1: Yeah,
2: where, what was what did our lives look like? I was still in school. That's right. I was at UCLA. Yeah, uh, I was still in school too. Finishing, yeah, I was in school yeah, too, still in two thousand and two. Oh, shut up, this. Um, <laughs> it's like high I can't imagine. Like it <laughs> no, before right? But, out of but still, like, it, but like if you if you think about it, like it was such an integral part of our lives. Whereas now, you know, at the end of the decade, it's not. I mean, it is still for me, but like it's not like a major feature of our life. Like we don't consider ourselves students. Yeah. But when we started this decade off, we considered ourselves students, right? We were still very much.
1: Yeah. Like it doesn't, uh, I I think it's from, you know, when you look at ourselves from our thirties into our forties, which I really don't want to think about that much, honestly. Um, You know, it's like, I think that, I think that 10 years, the the change and there'll be a lot of changes, but the shift will be, more subtle yeah right whereas the shit from our early 20s to our early 30s i think is much bigger because of things like being a student and because of like you know kind of the nature of how how things are between the ages Um uh, yeah you yeah. know and it's, it's yeah. pretty crazy i don't know are you like a, are you a new year's resolution guy are you guys new year's resolution people or like
2: i'm not i'm not overly big on new year's re- yeah. resolutions i mean i make goals yeah. and stuff but it's just like
1: like why wait get, till the New the Year resolution do that Like
2: yeah, well yeah, it's more for me. It's much more of like a planning thing. Whenever I do New Year's, I go, "This is where my yeah, what I plan for the upcoming year. This is what I've done. What I accomplished. What I did? Um, but there was a there was a I did tweet out that my only New Year's re- resolution this year is to uh, use there she blows <laughs> more in conversation. <laughs> the just there. Uh, no, no, no. There should. I mean, without the no, no, no pirate, no pirate twang. twang. Okay, no pirate cadence. No, because you want to make them doubt whether they heard you oh, or yeah. not.
1: No, that makes sense.
2: So just kind of slip it in. Oh, it's no, like when you were blows. trying
1: to use penetrate ten years mm-hmm. ago a lot
2: more. Just you know, you, you gotta you're gonna include it in a way that makes people go, "Is he saying what mm. I think he's saying?
1: Did he say what I think
2: he said?" So that's my only real goal for for 2020. I can't yeah. obviously.
1: It is but. you got any goals for 2020? Yeah.
0: I want to be more fiscally responsible. You know, mm. you want to become a Republican. No, <laughs> not that. I, I want to. I want to save like five to ten grand this year.
2: By which I mean, you say you're fiscally responsible, and you you know triple the, de- oh, right? <laughs> the yeah, debt. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: no. I want. To, I want to have like. I want to put away five to ten thousand dollars this year. I think that's a that's a that's a good goal. You know, like that's like a good goal. I have I have a hard number that I want to hit. You know, so, like, if I don't hit that number, mm-hmm. I'll feel like I failed. So, Wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah, hmm.
1: well, I mean, that, that's good, though. It's always good to do that stuff. You never know. You know, I... Uh, what, what? What is your goal? Well, okay. Now, this is weird because I've never been in this situation where I feel like I have something in common with our favorite pepperoni racist, John Schnatter of Papa John's. Oh, yes. You know, but on Twitter, he had mentioned that, you know, for this year you know, along with his day of reckoning or whatever, you know, he he endeavored to eat 50 pizzas in 30 days. Oh, is that- right. Yeah. And his greasy Parmesan encrusted fingers, you know, may may be evil and racist, but I am also not against trying to eat 50 pizzas in 30 days. So I might have to try that goal myself. I may kill myself in the process, but I feel like, you know, that's my moment of glory. You know, that's my mountain doom. Right, like what I what I have to carry to 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 achieve the end goal. Oh, yes. Fifty pizzas in thirty days. I believe in you. I think you could do it. Thank you so much. You know, you you sound so you're so much more supportive than my doctor is. You know, well, you know what?
0: Fuck your doctor. You have to live your dreams sometimes. All right, and if your dream yeah. is to take down fucking fifty pizzas in thirty days, who the hell am I to tell you that you can't do it? You know, I'm I'm here.
1: I, I, pre- yeah, I appreciate your I support. support you. dude. you're a good yeah.
0: guy. Are you gonna go medium size, large, small? Like what? See, what that- defines a pizza? Like a personal pizza from Pizza Hut Express? Does that count?
1: you know i haven't figured it out yet honestly because you know the logistics of such a heroic endeavor Mm -hmm. you know it's like climbing everest where you have to make sure that your oxygen tank and your sherpa is experienced Uh, you know you have the proper gear so you don't die you know there's all sorts of things that kind of go into it so this might be one of those things where i have to plan for six months mm, to figure out how to optimize my goal Uh,
0: are we going to change the blog name from the sandwich slayer to the pizza slayer because of this
1: no 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 you know we don't need to do that right i'll have the sandwiches too we'll do that as well but i feel like you know maybe i need to do like 51 pizzas just to make sure that i'm not tied with schnatter because that guy's an asshole you know like i want to really be like accomplished and be like oh well you beat the racist pizza guy
0: well i've had two pizzas in the past two days if that counts for anything so like Jesus Christ well, is. I ordered a, you know, the two for five ninety nine deal from Domino's. I ate one yesterday, like half for lunch, half for dinner. And then I ate the other pizza today, half for lunch, half for dinner. I feel like that's acceptable. No?
1: There's a level of solidarity there that I appreciate, this Thank you. I got you, man. You know, whereas uh, a whereas Lee would be too content with eating his caprese salad and everything, all the fancy Mediterranean food, you know, poo pooing on us working class folk. You know. Yes, because I'm very clearly <laughs> against pizzas. What, what a dumb character Jerry. It wasn't even, it wasn't even believable. Yeah, we actually our, our Your last meal with us in California was actually pizza, yes. which I think is kind it's of literally funny. a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was Nepalese pizza. It was bougie pizza. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Is true that? Yeah, that was like it was certified from Nepal or from uh, from uh, Naples, yeah. not Nepal. I don't know why I said yeah. that, but like, yeah. Yeah,
2: fair enough. All right, let's let's think about these ten years. So I mentioned school. I mentioned UCLA. Where were you, uh, Disney? Um, well, I was still at Saddleback. Beginning I of was, the decade. Yeah, yeah two thousand and
0: ten. Two thousand or two thousand nine. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I was still at Saddleback. Like I uh,
1: community yeah, college.
0: I was, yeah. at, I was at the, the community college, um, taking a few classes there. I was unemployed, so I wasn't working. Because I was just going to school full time. And then, literally, in 2010 is when I, I started working again full time, and I maybe have taken like a, a two month break, of not working two three months three months I think is the most, um that I've taken without working um since then. So it's like, it's been it's been a a lot of Uh work uh since then.
2: Yeah. What were you? What was your job? I worked at Zara.
0: Remember, I was selling suits. Oh yeah. shit! I got I got a job selling so, Zara, and then I went to um I went to, I went to a law oh. firm for a little bit, and I fucking like hated my life there and became an alcoholic. Um, yeah. From and then from there, I went to uh, Devilicious Donuts, Best Buy, and then where I'm currently at now. So it's been I haven't had like a lot of jobs, but like you know, it's been a few, it's been a few.
1: It um, has yeah. been a few
0: though for for for. Yeah, it's not like it's not like you've uh, stayed well, in one place. My last the, the the job that I'm at now, I've been there five and a half years. It's going to be like six years this summer, so it's been it's been a while. Uh, Where were you, V?
1: Well, I started the uh, I started the decade um, in the Arab Spring, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you started in the revolution. Yeah, which is interesting, right? Because you know, um, Arab Spring sounds kind of like a soap made from argan oil, but like. Uh, you know 2010 i was i was in egypt when they were you know trying to uh take out and oh, so yeah so i kind of started the decade in my own interesting way um that evolution. was yeah yeah and it was really funny because i you know there was no i didn't have a phone because i traveled without any like any communication so i actually had to borrow someone's international phone and i actually called a lee while i was over there <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I remember I, this. I remember this. Yeah, you know, I yeah, I had to, um, I had to call Ali, and then Ali promptly went. You know, you're on your own, kid. <laughs> and I was stuck. No, <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> like, well, it was
2: part of it. Was also because I was about to, I was going, I was supposed to go with you to Egypt.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you, ref, you refused to to, to live refused. in a felucca or whatever it was.
2: Yeah, the felucca thing It was not of my. Yeah,
1: life. Ali didn't want to. Ali, Ali didn't want to uh, sleep on a boat going down the Nile River. <laughs> So
2: to be it's this is not like a. was a luxury boat. It was a felucca. That was the. That was the, the. That's what killed the planet Yeah, I'm not doing that. I mean, fair enough. I don't blame you. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Starting your decade off in the, Arab, in the Arab Spring. That's a. That should have been a warning for you right there. Yeah, 2010. We're not going to be. a a dull decade.
1: Yeah, you know, a part of me kind of wanted to, you know, just go to Hong Kong for New Year's, <laughs> you know, so I can kind of sandwich, you know, the, uh, you know, kind of the, the revolutions, you know, in between, you know, uh, otherwise uneventful 10 you years. You're going to Colombia, you know, mm-hmm. Hong
0: Kong, Taiwan. Where else are they having revolutions? I, Venezuela.
1: I mean, there would have been some great places, right? No, but I had decided to go to San Clemente instead. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it's kind of shows, you know, where my sense of adventure is now. Although I did get to travel a lot this past decade, which is always nice. Yeah, you did. So, you know, um you know, working with, uh you know, being able to travel for work and everything. I also got to, you know, cross off a couple more items on my bucket list. Had a chance to go to Easter Island, which is really cool. Didn't you also
2: have a, was this the decade you had a elevation sickness?
1: Uh I, I got... Let's see. Actually, it was, yeah, 2010. I got a, I, when I was in Peru, I was on Lake Titicaca. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I know, Diz, you, I know you laughed <laughs> at that. Um, yeah, and I and I got a, yeah, I got altitude sickness, you know, on Lake and Titicaca, a, and I had to get connected to mm-hmm. a fucking oxygen tank. The oxygen tank isn't interesting. The
2: cocoa leaves are interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, so now, uh, yeah, so, like, I also had to chew on cocoa leaves. You know, and yeah, it helped me uh, with with a little bit of like lime gum um, in the in the back of my mouth. And what it did was it basically like it just gives you enough quick energy to kind of move around and stuff. But they told me that I couldn't take too much of it because I wouldn't be able to sleep. after. Ah,
0: So that's when you became addicted to cocaine. Mm.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, to the coca, coca leaves. It's different. Okay, it's 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 from the earth.
0: (laughs) Same difference.
1: You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, but there was there was a lot of cool stuff that happened. You got to do some internet. I finally got to travel domestically, which I never did on my own before. You know, I've been to a mm. bunch of states these past couple of years, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, got to go back back to your homeland of Virginia. Yeah. Take me home. You know, just a couple of weeks Country. ago or a couple of months. The motherland. Roads. Yeah, the regular, regular Virginia, not yeah. West Virginia. No, no, no. So I got to do that, which is really cool. You know, I asked every person I knew if they knew you guys, yeah. and they said yeah. no. You know, Fair so. Enough.
0: You were in you were you weren't in Northern Virginia where Ali and I resided from, but it counts.
1: I just assumed that everyone
0: knew each other, bro. It's not like fucking Cheers where everyone knows your name, all right? It's maybe if you were in Northern Virginia and you asked enough people, you would have found somebody who knew me. Just statistically, if you asked around, someone was bound to have known me. Um, No, uh, twenty the twenty tens were a year of like a lot of like growth for me though, like just internally. um, I.
1: Yeah, not height. Yeah, you know, I
0: stayed the same height. I'm still five foot eight or five uh, foot two, as Ali likes to say. But um, I started going to therapy. I
1: five no, you four, say five four. two. two
0: you piece of shit. You don't even give me five four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they shorten you up, man. Yeah, you didn't even give you those extra yeah, two inches. Um, but no, I uh,
0: I started going to therapy uh, during this decade, which was helpful for um, just because there was a lot of stuff that I was dealing with that like I had repressed. So going to therapy, finding like after going to like fucking six different therapists, finding one that like worked for me was good and like helped me like cope better and like process my emotions better. Um, I unlearned a lot of behaviors. Um, I used to, you know, use the N word frequently as people who've listened to this podcast from the beginning would have known. Like, I think like the first few episodes you might hear me slip up and use the N word on there. Um, but like, yeah, I, had to, I stopped using the Like, Words like that, my um, my relationship.
1: I don't think it was ever Uh, maybe. I don't. I remember one time. I I remember one time distinctly, Uh, but we won't uh, need to get (laughs)
0: into that. I know which one you're talking about. That's the one that comes into my mind. We we hold your ass now. Yeah. No. Um. But yeah, like my my relationship with women has gotten better. Like I'm I'm more cognizant of like my behavior towards women. And I'm trying to be like a better person because of that. And like trying to help my friends out with their issues. So it's been a lot of growth, man. Like I feel like I've matured more this past decade than, than any other decade, you know, but granted this was the first decade I was an adult. So that's, it's commonplace.
1: But I mean that, that type of growth is, I feel like, you know, if you stop growing Mm -hmm. no matter what, right, it's not really a good thing. Right. So it's like, but it's good. I feel like a lot of my problematic behaviors are being unlearned as well. You know, Ali is, uh, you know, learning the sanctity of human life a little mm. bit, which is nice too, you know. You make it sound like I, <laughs> I, I became like a, uh, an anti-abortionist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the way that he's learning the sanctity of life. I don't even know, like, <laughs> you're making some outrageous claims in this I podcast. Can't, I, I can't that
1: somehow I'm a non-pizza eating <laughs> anti-abortionist. <laughs> You see, when you're actually not around in person, right, I begin to, you know, the mind begins to wander and I I don't have like a realistic view of you anymore because you're not around like physically, <laughs> you know, like. You become unhinged. <laughs> hey, look, man, where That's you live it. now,
0: voted Republican. All right. I'm just saying.
2: In my area. did No, my area is actually blue, but it's surrounded uh, by a lot of red. Yeah. All around me is like pure. Red. It's very weird in that way. Interesting. You would. You would find
0: the pocket of blue <laughs> surrounded by red,
1: or maybe when where he where Ali decides to settle down, it becomes blue. You don't know that you know, I'm like staking that bring, claim. Yeah,
2: I'm bringing progressivism with me, <laughs> yeah, like, it's
1: like the disease of liberalism, or whatever the fuck that dude was saying. Um, it's uh, well, you know, that's horrible, <laughs> that's horrible to say that, but I mean, you, uh, I mean, what else? you know, I think you got me actually, Lee, you really got me into politics this decade Yeah, because I wasn't super into politics. Like, yeah. I don't know about uh, Diz, but like, I wasn't super, into politics. I? you know, like I, I, I knew that I didn't like George W. Bush. I knew I didn't agree with most of what he said, but like, I didn't know the specifics of most of that. And then I think when we became like, we were always good friends, but when we actually started going to college and we would like talk about our classes together is when I started kind of getting more into it, but I didn't get like super into politics probably until like just before we started doing the podcast which started what 2012 2013
0: yeah, we've been doing this for right, almost so, a decade now it's been a while
1: so i mean that was you know there there was a lot there too which i i have you to thank for on that you know you've also made me you know my outlook on life infinitely more depressing because you got me into politics Ali. but at the very least you know at least i kind of know it's what's going on trade-out. now you know, like, it's a fair trade it's a fair trade-off.
2: Yeah, we, we started the podcast together in mm-hmm. this past decade. It uh, hasn't been 10 years, but definitely it was a, a big part it's of, been seven of the years. decade. Uh, it's been seven years. We, you know, we were one of the earlier podcasts uh, before podcasting really became a thing uh and now everyone has one yeah <laughs> every, every white dude either runs for president or has a, or starts a podcast it's, it's oh, yeah. like, I'm like, waiting it's for like Bud Judge
1: to get his fucking podcast you know that's yeah, happening Jesus
2: soon Christ. <laughs> yeah. um but we uh, this was also uh i mean not only did we we start Currently nerdy which has become kind of a huge feature of our lives but this was the decade that i think settled in basically what our careers are right like v you started this year uh, or this was the decade that you really got into food blogging
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah
2: right so i mean sandwich slayer is a is a child of the th- 2010s
1: that's true yeah uh, i mean I, that was also uh through your suggestion as well so like
2: yes my my subtle palpatine influence yeah it's <laughs> been weaving its way through your lives uh, that is true because it's really- like oh
1: he said let the hate flow through you and then all of a sudden i was like ah sandwich blog it was a very surreal
2: experience yeah yeah the great thing is like it's a very positive influence i'm like encouraging you all to be productive you know let's start a podcast let's get the blog going um so yeah it's 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 been interesting i i went through undergrad grad school phd moved across country it's been it's been an interesting decade it's also been the decade of i think probably the most overt nostalgia so the 2000s, I don't think were like that from 2000 to 2010, but from 2010 mm-hmm. on, there's been like a distinct in the time in terms of like the media that we've consumed. There's been a distinct uh, nostalgic kick from it. If you think about it, Stranger Things, yeah, right? yeah, the big 80s uh, kick, big yeah, big 80s kick. Even the sort of fantasy that we've consumed, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, yeah, right, and then of course, oh, yes, Star Wars, yeah the sequels i mean this is this is kind of this is i if we look back at the 2010s that's what's going to be iconic about it yeah right yeah it's true. from the force awakens to the rise of skywalker now did you all get the chance I, to see the movie i have i not. watched it i watched it. so as of this moment Spoiler alerts are in effect. We are going to cover the, the, the Rise of Skywalker. Just know that in advance. We're going to keep this short. We're going to, not going to go overly uh, too in-depth in this, but we're not going to give you the whole summary. We're just going to give you some of our, our, our feelings. I'll start off, and then uh, V is going to come in and give his, his thoughts here. Um, I think that the sequels on a whole lack something that the original trilogies had. And I think, um, that's just, you know, the, you know, a result of the fact that this is a different generation and they're trying to recapture something that was already flawed to begin with. The original trilogies are flawed as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I don't think they quite landed it with the sequels, but they were still really fun. And, and what was exciting was being able to see a series that we grew up with, uh, while we were now engaged with them as adults and seeing our friends engage with them and younger generations engage with them, siblings and whatnot. So that's, for some people, kids. Mm. Um, so I thought that was quite fantastic. It also gave us an opportunity to, to see new characters uh, from Finn and Ray and Poe, uh, as well as old favorites. So the sequels were, were, were interesting. I think The Rise of Skywalker doesn't quite... L- hit the landing. It's still good. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. I was I went in there like as a as a real skeptic. I went, eh, I'm not so sure about this. But I actually enjoyed it. Uh it was really fun. Uh JJ Abrams knows how to make a really exciting adventure.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh and it hits it hits the ground running. And I thought that was quite fun and enjoyable. There's a lot of fan service? No, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Definitely. Um in this one uh there's a lot of kind of scenes that you're like all right this was definitely made for the fans it was epic uh and triumphant and exciting but there were some misses in my opinion mm. so i predicted last time that ray would turn out to be a kenobi or palpatine yeah. it turns out she is a palpatine um i think that was a miss in in some respect i think uh it didn't quite mesh with the last jedi uh and i know that people saw you know star wars has always soft reconned but i don't think they did it well enough here yeah it just didn't quite work the bloodline thing i think uh the force was a little bit uneven in this and this is the sequels entirely they don't quite explain and again the same thing with the original trilogies you could there's a lot of times you could see that the force is being retcon throughout it. it's like george r lucas first or george r. <laughs> george yeah, slip lucas. right there right <laughs> now when george lucas first imagined the force it's a passive entity yeah with the exception of vader or the dark side which seemed to have a little bit more aggressive side. it's a much more it's a very passive power and then it becomes a little bit more active as it goes on from empire to the, yeah you know return of the jedi you see the force kind of develop, but it's still very subtle. The prequels is when we get to see the kind of force expand, but I think this the problem with the sequels is it's very uneven.
1: It's true. It's true.
2: It's not quite clear what the power levels are or why people are able to do some of the things that they're able to do sometimes without training. Yeah. Um, and then more importantly, the force becomes more of a of a tool that's used rather than this kind of guiding principle. So the sequels, I mean, the original trilogies and even the prequels, the Force acts as the entire philosophy ungirding the entire story, right? It's the kind of cosmology. Less so, I think, in the sequels. The Force is more of a tool. I don't think The Rise of Skywalker or The Last Jedi does a very good job discussing the temptations into the dark side. Yeah. You know, like like one of the things we never quite talk about is that Ray's really aggressive at times and angry and frightened, but the, those are never treated as, oh, those are dark side emotions, be careful, right? Whereas with Luke, it was like, oh shit, careful. Constantly, un- you need to be vigilant. So I don't think they did quite a good job in that regards. I think uh, also a uh, bit of a miss with Raylo. I think it should have been, Ray and Finn, personally, I've said that before. Mm. Or Finn and Poe, I think, would have been really good. Yeah. And I think Rose definitely got uh, the short end of the stick with the Rise of Skywalker.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, but on yeah. the whole, it was still fun yeah that's true i think the rose thing is probably one of the most aggravating parts of that rose yeah Dico. that
2: one was a that was like that pure cowardice on that part. yeah
1: just pure cowardice. i think it was like a it was like a minute and 16 seconds was like her total screen time or something something like atrocious like that right and i think it was um i read something today where they were talking about you know they were trying to basically they were interviewing uh you know someone or someone who uh chris terrio which is a co-writer of of the movie and they're He's basically trying to justify why there was a lack of Rose in the in the movie. And he kind of went on this whole thing was like, well, he needed someone to stay back to do the Leia scenes. Right. But then ultimately, they cut some of the they cut a lot of the Leia scenes out of the the movie. You know, and it was it's such a kind of a bullshit response to them. Just like not putting this character in, you know, that 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 should have played a much bigger role in my opinion, I think they kind of betrayed down the philosophy of like a lot of what star Wars is about. Um, you know, and also the whole thing with the, the, yeah, the um, like the, the power levels thing. I think we were talking about too. It was just, it's kind of, I don't yeah. understand, you know, it's like I, you can never really get a, a good beat on like what is supposed to be like what works within that universe and what doesn't. So you're constantly in this thing where it's like, I feel like it was lazy writing where you're like, well, you know, anything that can't be explained can be explained because magic did something to it, you know, which is mm-hmm. ultimately just lazy writing, in my opinion. Um, the, the things that I enjoy, I, I enjoyed the movie for the most part. It wasn't it wasn't particularly egregious, you know, egregiously bad, in my opinion. I found a lot of moments to be satisfying, but I didn't find the movie itself as a whole to be satisfying. If you know what I'm saying, like, you know, it didn't it didn't feel like it, it tied everything up the way I was hoping it would. Um, but it did try, you can tell it made attempts to, there was parts of it that made me really excited. You know, I love the, I, you know, I loved, uh, you know, kind of the voices and everything that kind of came back from, you know, all, all the past Jedi, you know, which I mm-hmm. thought was, you know, it was that, you know, cause you hear the voices of them talking and then you kind of get that, that rumble of nostalgia. Right. And Star Wars has always been good about, you know, everything. Everything is tailored, right? you know, even like the, the 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 track in the beginning, right? You know, when they when they do like the narrative in the beginning and stuff, like that, always gets me excited. No matter how bad the movie ends up being, I always get that feeling like we were, you know, nine or ten again, and we were watching the movies in the nineties. You know, hearing the hearing the voices made me happy. Seeing you know side characters that I that I recognized, Nim Numb, you know that fish guy. Right. You know, and he was he was in there and Wedge Antilles coming back, you know, and, and you know, in the final battle with the Starfighters. Right. Made me so freaking happy because Wedge is another character that I, I love the side characters, you know, that as a kid, you know, so I always love these. I love Biggs Darklighter and even Jack Porkins and, his, you know, his jowls and everything. Right. Like, I love those guys, Um, you know, for them to show up made me really happy. And, it, you know, I love the idea of them kind of tying it up in that Isn't way. The- but I was really hope. I was gonna all say, wasn't the actor percent-
0: who played Wedge Antilles like related to Ewan McGregor or something? Uh,
1: right. yeah, yeah, he's his uncle. Yeah, so that was really cool. I was hoping at the end, you know, they they you know he had kind of brought all the Sith together where you could see all of them in the hoods and everything. I was hoping there'd be really cool, you know, maybe you see Darth Maul or whatever else, or like there'd be really cool like Army of the Dead type scene like you saw in Lord of the Rings where the Jedi and the, and the Sith would kind of like do like this, like a battle with each other or something epic like that. It didn't end up happening, but you know, I thought that would have been really cool. I would have been really happy if that happened, but I think ultimately the storytelling was really safe, you know, and JJ Abrams didn't really take a whole lot of risk when it came to this movie. You know, I think the biggest example of that is kind of the, you know, he kind of went, you know, you tease like three PO getting erased or like sacrificing himself, you know, in the previews you like, oh shit! Like, what is the what is the catalyst for this happening exactly? It ended up being the storyline for that and three PO sacrifice ended up being really cheap because he just kind of comes back again. Yeah,
2: they did the same thing with Chewie. Yeah, too.
1: with the Chewbacca thing also. I just kind of, went, all right, well, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I understand it. You know, yeah, I don't want Chewie to die. I love Chewie, right? But like, I love three PO. But like, I you know, there's like you. Re- they really didn't take any. This was almost like the Game of Thrones finale, where like you know they kind of went, okay, these we're not going to we're not going to up the ante a little bit to like make you know to put something on the line here you know it felt it felt too safe for me
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there was definitely a lack of definitely a very clear lack of risk in in this story yeah. you know like as exciting as it was you were never like oh shit yeah this is it in fact only one person dies right yeah
1: yeah you know and it was uh you know it was uh our friend our friend kylo you know like <laughs> yeah. a couple of the pilots a fat guy dies yeah well yeah that's true <laughs> and then but you know it's there was you know it really it was the thing is i you know i don't i i'm not part of the star Wars. i don't think any of us are technically part of like what the mainstream star wars fandom is anymore really like we enjoy the movies we can kind of take it for what it is but we're not like actively part of the community that is kind of the star wars fandom right so i think when we kind of look at everything that's going on objectively that's going on between the star wars fandom and star wars the producers and everything you can kind of see it with the almost uh depressing uh objective uh you know kind of a depressing objective quality right uh i i, I think that uh you know we kind of see this with I mean, the Raylo fandom, we talked about shipping a couple episodes ago. You know, we talked about how it's a very, it can be a very healthy thing. And then you also mentioned that it can also be incredibly unhealthy. And I think right now on Twitter, there's this battle between J.J. Abrams and these people who shipped Kylo Ren. And um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, what the, f- I literally just lost my train of thought with ray yeah, with ray yeah i don't know like uh, it doesn't really involve jj abrams yeah he's not I mean, really they, a part they, of it they, but like he's not a part of it it's
2: mostly uh a frustration with the story arc yeah
1: yeah but it's like
2: i think which i'm not qu- oh sorry i'm not quite sure i'm understanding what the frustration is to be honest with you
1: me. know i have a hard time too honestly but like i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that number one it's it's on jj abrams because he's the director right You know, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, really, it's like it's all the all kind of the vitriol and hate ends up being focused on a single entity as opposed to the whole a lot of the time. And what's going on with this is like the ending of the Rise of Skywalker, you know, with with Kylo dying after after this kiss. You know, it it caused a lot of controversy because people were really upset by the fact that he that, you know, that Kylo had died. Number one, Mm -hmm. which is I think is odd because it's like, how can you not? It's just it's weird that like how how can he how can he not be? It's like you can't redeem yourself after all that he's done, and then all of a sudden live happily ever after after all the people that he's killed and shit, right? And all the fucked up stuff that he's done throughout the whole movie series, right? And then um you know, there's also today you had mentioned that there was you know there's a rumor on um on Reddit and everything that you know that those like that kiss specifically amongst other things was a. Uh, you know, was deliberately put in by Disney and not by J.J. Abrams.
2: Yeah, that's the rumor. I'm not sure if it's true. The problem is it's a Reddit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it does make sense because J.J. Abrams does talk about how he wrote Ray and and Kylo is having sibling energy in uh, the first movie, The, yeah. the Force Awakens. And that's
1: what I kind of came in there thinking, right? I remember that because I didn't see... Like, I never, like, throughout the movies, I really didn't see a whole lot of that, you know, I guess more, I I don't know if sexual tension is even the right word for it, right? But, like, I didn't really see that romantic tension between the two. I didn't expect that, really,
2: you know? Yeah, it is. I I thought it was a bit forced. But, look, people can ship whatever they want, right? Good for them. The the Raylo ship is a bit of a weird one. He is technically the kid who joined the Hitler (laughs) Youth. Maybe in the era of, of... you know, let's be fair, like in the era in which our major newspapers are talking about how neo-Nazis are dapper and whatnot, maybe people who ship Raylo are <laughs> suspect a little bit, right? Yeah. Just, l- just a little su- su-
1: suspicious. You go, mm,
2: you know, it's, 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 it's the white women that are like, oh, but I can reform him and then end up joining, you know, the Nazi organization.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
2: we've literally saw like five articles just come out this past year of of. of Right-wing women that were like, I didn't mean to join the Nazis. I just ended up dating him. You know? okay. so, so like, just a little bit of like, just putting it out there, the Relo ship is a little bit suspect, but it is what it is, right? If you're into it, you're into it. Go for it. I don't understand the frustration over him dying. That I don't get. Yeah, that's that part weird. I'm not. Like, all right, the ship is canon. They made out. They kissed. But what did you think was going to happen? That it's literally meant to be. The, the kind of f- flipping of you know or or at least a, an invocation of you know what we saw in the last Jedi or I mean the uh, not the last Jedi um return of the Jedi yeah right the redemption what happens to Vader yeah Anakin dies and it's always been of a I've always believed that it's a bit of a problem the idea that you can redeem someone that dark right it sounds good. But there's like a lack of accountability. Like there should never have been like, oh, Anakin is, look, he's a good force ghost now. And the explanation has always been that, well, when you go to the dark side, you you are truly someone else. Right? Like you're not that person. And they did this here, right? Kylo is dead. Ben is alive. Ben is dead. Kylo is alive. That type of thing. So I think uh, they're trying to explain it. But the man's a mass murderer. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was never going to be a happily ever after for them. If you thought that they were going to, you know, go off to Naboo and fuck mm. because you're a horny nerd, yeah. like, you, you've missed the plot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so that – I never quite understood that. But then it became even – you know, things got kicked up even further a notch this past couple of days, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, New Year's Eve, man. I swear, like <laughs> – you know, I was hoping I was hoping there'd be, you know, it'd be a controversy free New Year's Eve. Right. And then I had to go on to fuck the cesspool. That is Twitter. That's that was my first mistake. Right. And um, now people. Uh, so December 31st right now, this is all kind of started with like John Boyega, the guy who plays Finn. Right. I mean, he's he's not without his own like I, I'm not controversy, but, you know, he's always been very kind of pretty blunt. He's, his His opinions about the movie and the storylines are you know can be a little problematic for some people right they're not wrong but at the same time you know he he's not exactly someone who's catering to a lot of the fandom a lot of the times with what he's saying well you I, know? Th- I
2: think it's because john boyega isn't afraid to clap back yeah
1: yeah definitely mm-hmm. um so there's a there's a post that he put on instagram where he was like dancing at a wedding or something and you know someone had commented uh my boy after realizing kylo died so he can date ray right objectively funny and i you know what you know it's a it's a very meme thing to do but i thought it was kind of funny you know and then he responds it's not about who she kisses but who eventually lays the pipe you are a genius <laughs> right now now for those of you who don't know what laying the pipe is i i refer to uh the video game mario brothers no i'm only kidding um you know like laying the pipe means, <laughs> you know,
0: means he's getting into the know. cheeks
1: yeah man yeah you know clapping them cheeks right or you know uh, in, in kind of in the most kind of gross way You know it's like you know who, who Whoever sleeps with her ultimately is the one that wins <laughs> Ultimately right like, You know and that's like I understand You know it's not in great taste But you know it, People really took this comment To heart and It blew up And it yeah. rather than staying On in Instagram though it like ended up in Twitter Where everyone goes to just start getting Fucking crazy
2: well, Twitter's where you can have the conversation. Instagram, there's no yeah. place for a conversation. Really.
1: So, you know, he, so people are really upset. They're talking about how, uh, you know, how disgusting the comment was and how he was jealous of Adam Driver and shit. And Boyega is ultimately just kind of cl- clapping back. He's just kind of saying, it's a fucking movie. Calm down, you know? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, all the people, like the fandoms begin to kind of mobilize against one another, right? And then you have the people who are the Raylo shippers who love Adam Driver, who are talking stuff and then there's the other people who are anti coming back at each other too and now everyone's fighting on twitter over you Mm -hmm. know the this this uh this this one instagram post and this thing that john boyega did
0: yeah Mm -hmm. uh, here's here's Mm -hmm. the thing man like um i i used to before the wwe network was a thing i would watch like old wrestling like pay-per-views and stuff on random like forums with other wrestling fans right and Mm -hmm. like i'm a hardcore fan but i'm not like some of these people are they can't they don't understand the difference between storylines and real life right like i remember distinctively there Mm -hmm. was a storyline where jerry the king lawler had a his first ever wwe title match um in Mm -hmm. like you know he was in like his 50s or 60s and the other announcer knocked him off the ladder so he couldn't win the championship and people were genuinely pissed like they were like cussing out like the other announcer and stuff. And I made a comment, like you guys do realize this is scripted, right? Like the the script told him to do that. He didn't actually like go out of his way to like fuck with the other, with Jerry, the King Lawler. Like it's not real. Mm -hmm. And like the people were getting pissed. Like they, they were like, they couldn't take that. It, that it was a storyline that it was fiction. And I think that's kind of how it is in this
2: situation. Like, yo, it's a fucking movie, you know? Like, well, I mean, it's the problem. The problem is here. Look, wherever you stand on your interest in the fandom, right? Whether you're interested in the force or you're in shipping or whatever, if at the drop of a hat, that interest leads you to attacking actual people, then your interest is toxic. Particularly if that abuse turns out to be racist or whatnot. And it's, it's true here. I mean, the reality is that John Boyega has dealt with Years now of racist abuse. Yeah. Despite the fact that he is one of the most interesting characters in the Star Wars universe, the first stormtrooper we've actually truly met, right? Uh, before, you know, minus the prequels clone stuff. Like, a first stormtrooper. And the first, you know, one of the first uh, main point of view black characters. We've had Lando and whatnot, but I mean, he's actual point of view right? That's phenomenal. And he's dealt with a huge amount of racists. First, for the people who were like, there can't be any black people in Star Wars, right? You those dude bros who were really angry. Now you have these Raylo shippers who were equally angry, and at the drop of the hat, these, these people were, turned out to be just as racist.
1: Yeah, yeah. Definitely.
2: And part of their, part of their resistance to the rail and, and Finn shipping is that it was interracial. Yeah, but if your interest in Adam Driver—and it is—I'm sorry that the Railroad ship at the end of the day has less to do with Ray and more to do with Adam Driver. You can see that Railroad shippers almost exclusively have Kylo Ren or Ben avatars, AVIs, and whatnot, right? Like, but you know, you could see it very clearly there that if your interest in, in Ben is has an undercurrent of racism, you you showed your ass in this. Yeah, you did, yeah, right? You could have easily been like, "This is just a this is just a joke. This is just someone's opinion. Who cares?" But people didn't do that. This is the toxic side of the fandom that we saw with the rise, uh, the last Jedi. We saw what the dude bros did to uh, uh, Kelly Murray Tran. Yeah, we saw their response to Rose. Rose was phenomenal. Rose was us. Every every single one of us that likes Star Wars was Rose. That's what she represented. She was phenomenal. And she received a torrent of racist abuse from the shitheads at 4chan and the dude bros of Star Wars. And now watching the shippers do the exact same thing to John Boyega, it really makes you feel like there isn't a place in Star Wars for all the rest of us, right? And that's uh, and that's part of the issue, but it's not unique in any way, shape, or form to the Railo shippers. To be clear, there's plenty of Railo shippers that were are normal, nice people doing great things, and they're just enjoying their ship. Good for you. Go and enjoy your fantasy and enjoy this, you know, the fan fiction. People who do that, no beef with you. But we see this in, in in fandoms on the whole. Fandoms can be productive, but I think in the era that we live in, we over-identify with the media that we consume. You know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. Everything like it becomes so much of our personality. We we make it our personality traits. I mean, someone was joking about how Netflix got rid of friends on they went and they went. You know what? You need to check in with your white friends right now because they're they're going through <laughs> difficult times. <laughs> and that's because it's true. How many per- people did we know? Be honest here. Growing up, where friends was like their only personality trait.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? now like, like,
2: even, even yeah. now. Or, or The Office was, or Community was, or, or Chipotle is. Or like the, there's this thing that we do where we, we make our personalities revolve around one or two things. And it's usually something that we consume. And, and it's such a corporate manufactured thing that it's really prob- It's really worrying to me.
1: That's true. It yeah. is.
2: I mean, you can't – I love Star Wars as much as the next person. But it is not the defining thing that makes me all Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just, you know, that's, you know, they're that fandoms are are weird like that, right? I guess because it's like fans fan ultimately is a shortening of the term fanatic. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. and that, you know, and that you kind of see where where kind of the obsession comes in and there's always going to be people who are going to be kind of crazy over something that ultimately doesn't matter. But, you know, we're, we're seeing this so much between, I think they, if you guys, do you guys know the fandom menaces?
0: No. Those mm-hmm. are
1: like those are like those dude bros that you were talking about earlier. Like those are the guys who, after yeah, yeah. um after Ryan Johnson's movie, you know, after um The Last Jedi. You know, the um yeah. that really kind of that kind of mobilized into this whole thing about anti you know, they're like anti-political correctness and all this other crap in like the fan in Star yeah. Wars and everything that kind of fucked over Rose, you know, and the behaviors being just like the the ones of the RayLos. And it became like this thing where now everyone's comparing the two. And now it's like Raylos and what I guess what the Raylos call anti's, you know, they're and they're the ones that are fighting each other on Twitter right now, you know. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. And the reality is that these are these aren't the majority of fans. It's no, yeah, just a very vocal small minority. Yeah,
1: and then they're very. But the thing is, it's like they're you know they're they're the way that they speak is just so horrible that I think it it ends up blowing up. And you know everyone ends up yeah. kind of making these, you know, rash assertions about about one another, right? And it's kind yeah. of the worst of the internet. It is. Cause this is kind of. I think this kind of shows is. kind of the worst of how of what the internet has brought, right?
2: It brings out. It really does bring out the toxic side in people. The comfort that they they feel attacking one another. I mean, Diz, you point out, the difference between fiction and reality. People can't tell the difference between fictional characters and reality.
1: Yeah, this is a perfect example. I mean,
2: Finn. I mean, I mean, John Boyega is making a comment about a fictional character. Yeah, and people are co- talking about fictional pairings, Finn and Ray, and uh, Ben and Ray, right? Yeah. But people are attacking the actors john boyega right like, that's the crazy part they don't under like people are like you're just jealous of adam driver look like, well, this has nothing to do with adam driver or john boyega yeah they, these are fictional characters like this is insane it's absolutely insane like don't get me wrong if you like adam driver that's great if you like the characters you plays, that's great but you can't you, if you can't distinguish between the two something is happening yeah you got issues yeah something bad is happening here yeah. <laughs> and you should be you should be deeply deeply worried and then again there are racial undertones to it nobody in the star wars fandom no one uh, none of the actors uh, like the Raylo ship in general jj abrams was an, on board 100% with this Ryan johnson was not 100% on board with it daisy ridley has spoken out against it she said she's not it's not okay with it. It makes it feel uncomfortable. Mark Hamill has said he prefers not to think about it because it makes him feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Adam Driver has said it's it's not a good ship. He's like, this, is a, this guy's a bad guy. He doesn't make a good boyfriend. Yeah. But it's when John Boyega says something that everyone decides that they want to pounce, right? Like, that they're it's it's telling here but this is this is a, a real issue is that we we're now in this era of fandoms where we over identify with the things that we consume and as a result it's made us into mindless toxic people True. yeah like and these these fandoms and it's not just unique to star wars there are other fandoms that are like this as well that are just so fucking toxic that you're suddenly going jesus christ stop stop making this thing the, your one identifying feature, because at the end of the day, it is a parasocial relationship. It's parasitic. It's not a good thing. It's a bad thing. You can enjoy things without making it, you know, your, the cause that you're going to go and attack other people. If your enjoyment of something, if your enjoyment of something goes hand in hand with cruelty towards others, you fucking have lost the plot. Yeah.
1: I mean, there are worse things in this in this life to have to you know are there are worse things to you do that you should be fighting against as opposed to people who don't like what you happen to like or what you write your weird erotic fan fiction about or whatever else but you know like we saw with the you know k-pop stands in 2019 you know like we're, yeah. we're real big about that stuff i mean they were trying to not canceling but they were like trying to they know they were trying to take over hashtags for whatever oh, reason they got really I mad i mean
2: at they started their own yeah. every so-and-so's over party yeah
1: yeah and then it was almost over, always
2: the k-pop thing they
1: got really mad at and drunk anderson cooper over, over the new year too because he didn't like bts or something like oh God. yeah but you know yeah. that wasn't great either because to be fair like they were talking about how they didn't like them you know like while like while they were uh On stage uh performing yeah. <laughs> so like you know i can understand that but anderson cooper seemed pretty drunk and andy cohen also was not didn't seem exactly all that all there either but i I don't know you know like i i enjoy k-pop i don't know i can tell you you know who is who the music is fine racist but the k-pop stand definitely went crazy on twitter look look let's just end it here with enjoy
2: what you enjoy whatever brings you happiness enjoy it if it's k-pop it's K-pop. If it's Raylo, it's Raylo, if it's Star Wars, whatever it is, enjoy it. It's great to be a fan of something. Don't ever let that lead you though to cruelty, to being mean to other people, to putting other people down. If you need to put something else down in order to feel better, then you're not a fan. You're just an asshole. Why it's work, Feli. Why is it We're works. gonna end it there. Wise words for 2020. That's the energy Roaring we're going to take. Roaring 20s, baby. <laughs> yeah. Roaring 20s. Roaring 20s. Yes, you can you find
0: this out? on Facebook, facebook.com slash currentlynerdy, Twitter at currentlynerdy, Instagram at currentlynerdy, Tumblr, Tumblr com. YouTube, youtube.com slash currentlynerdy. Uh, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. Hopefully, you've already subscribed to us on one of those. If you haven't, make sure you have or make sure you do um and give us a five-star rating and review the more ratings we get the better it looks on the algorithms the higher up we get on the itunes scene and people will see us and they'll listen to us and expose your friends to currently nerdy because you're not a true friend unless you've exposed to them what currently nerdy is uh if you'd like to hit us up individually you can v how can they get a hold of you
1: find me on twitter and instagram at vtran 214 that's v y t r a n 214 or on the sandwich slayer.com i just did my top 10 sandwiches of 2019 Go and check it out and tell me if you like any of them. And uh, Ali.
2: You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I on our sister podcast, Head on History, or on my website at com. You can find Diz. me everywhere at Dizbullah,
0: D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H, and also on the Currently Nerdy Sports podcast. Uh, we just wrapped up season one for fantasy football uh, this past week. So go out there, listen to it. It's on uh, soundcloud.com slash Nerdy. We give you a rundown of who were the biggest stars and who were the biggest busts this year in fantasy football. So if you want to hear some bros talking some fantasy football, go and check that out.
2: For everyone here Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. And happy 2020.